If you've never studied archaeology, particularly biblical sites in archaeology, you are really missing something. Today we're going to talk about it a little bit. Maybe we can whet your appetite to learn more about it. Welcome to All Things Apostolic. We are glad that you're with us today on this, what is this, Thursday, on Thursday. And um, we are going to have a really good time today. I want to talk about something that many people, I think many people have a real keen interest in, but they don't know a lot about it. Um, and that's archaeology. Somebody says, where'd that come from? Well, let me just give you a little story. My first trip to Israel was in 1980. While visiting Capernaum, which is on the north end of the Sea of Galilee, I was aware that the two apostles, Peter and Andrew, as well as Philip, were from Bethsaida a little town somewhere there that was called Bethsaida. I knew they had a fishing business, of course, from the Bible, and that they plied the waters which Capernaum fronted. Capernaum was the main city on the north end of the lake, uh, and I'd always thought of Bethsaida as being a smaller city on around, a little further around to the east side, northeast side of the lake. Um, it was here somewhere right in that area that Jesus called them to follow him. Uh, therefore, if you think about it, they must have lived pretty near to, first of all, the water because they were fishermen and had boats. And then secondly, they uh, evidently lived pretty close to Capernaum. However, here's the catch about the archaeology. There was no Bethsaida when I got there in 1980. And when questioned about it, the guide explained there has never been any discovery of Bethsaida. And some people doubt that it ever existed. Now, isn't this something that many, many times when there have been biblical discoveries of archaeological sites of, of biblical interest and that have mentioned way back in the Old Testament or in the New Testament, but nobody's ever found anything in them or about them. Uh, there's never been any discoveries of them that people immediately begin to say, well, I don't, uh, we doubt that there really ever was such a place. And then years later or months later or decades later, somebody's doing an archaeological dig and presto, they find it. Well, Bethsaida kind of falls in that category. So I was there in 1980, and now, which is, what, 42 years later or whatever, experts, 43 years, experts believe that they have found the ancient village of Bethsaida. And just in the uh, uh, last little bit, archaeologists from the um, institute there in Israel uh, and uh, that's associated with one of the colleges in Israel, and also Nyack College in New York. Uh, they were working together, and they completed excavations at what has been called El Arak, 
on the northern shore of the Sea of Galilee, and El Rock has long been considered to be the ancient Roman city of Julius. But the Roman city of Julius was born out of what was known in the days of Jesus in the first century as Bethsaida. So now it's been called El Arach, uh, I guess just to have a name to identify where they're digging. Um, there's probably some connection there with something around there. Uh, then recent excavations led to the firm conclusion that this is indeed Bethsaida. Now, there's some interesting things about this. What's interesting is that, that this is one of the few biblical sites that has remained undiscovered. And Bethsaida was the home, as we said, of Peter, Andrew, and Philip. And Jesus also, the Bible records in the Gospels, healed a blind man there at Bethsaida. And so it was also just a few yards, whether it's 1,000 yards or 5,000 yards, it was, it was close um, to... Uh, well, it wasn't 5,000 yards because it was, it was closer than that. I know that. So uh, at least from what we can tell. Uh, but it was just a, a few yards away from the very place that Jesus fed 5,000 on the hillside and taught them. So while many experts have previously assumed that there was nobody at this El Arach during the Roman period or the time of Jesus, um, this past summer's excavations have shed new light on the site. Uh, first of all, while they were digging, they discovered uh, a previously totally unknown, undiscovered Byzantine structure, uh, which offered numerous clues to the archaeologists. The floor of the uh, Byzantine structure, which was still there, dated to the 5th century A.D., that'd be the 400s, and below the Byzantine level, they found the Roman-era pottery dating back to between the 1st and 3rd centuries A.D., so they know that the city was there. And the Roman, this is all kind of interesting to me, uh, but the Roman pottery and the Roman remains uh, were six and a half feet under the Byzantine floor. So the Byzantine floor was built there probably in the 400s AD, and the Roman period was earlier than that, like the first century to the third century. Well, the first century is when Jesus was doing ministry, um, and they found a Roman period wall that, uh, along with some other stuff. Um, and adjacent to the wall was a large section of black and white mosaic floor that still had mortar, still had clay bricks, still had ceramic vents. So what did that mean? It was a typical place of a Roman bathhouse. Now, Roman bathhouses were uncommon in rural areas or settlements. And so their presence at this place, at Bethsaida, indicates that uh, maybe this was a little bit after the time of Peter and Andrew, we don't know, but it indicates that it was an urban site, making sense that Bethsaida had become the Roman city called Julius, that it had grown and become this. Another interesting discovery was that the Sea of Galilee, which is the second lowest lake in the world, does anybody know who the lowest lake in the world is below sea level? It is the Dead Sea, 
um, at the other end of the nation of Israel into which uh, the Galilee Sea flows, flows down the Jordan River and into the Dead Sea. So the Galilee Lake or the Galilee uh, Sea of Galilee is the second lowest lake in the world, and now they know from this discovery that it was previously at a lower level than previously thought during this Roman time or even during the time of Bethsaida. Uh, experts had long thought the lake was the exact figure of 686 feet below sea level in Roman times, and with the uh, El Arak or the Bethsaida site discovery, they said that that site must have been underwater until the Byzantine period, centuries later. And uh, so the Roman wall, however, was located at 692 feet below sea level. So the place was covered with mud and clay and possibly from flooding of the nearby Jordan uh, between 250 A.D. and 350 A.D. So the Byzantine structure was built on the site of Bethsaida, and it also offers a fascinating glimpse into the site's biblical past. Small gilded glass blocks called tesserae that form part of a mosaic were found, suggesting that the building was once an important church. We're talking about the Byzantine church. Uh, archaeologists note that the bishop of Staff in Germany visited the Holy Land in 725 AD and describes visiting a church at Bethsaida built over the remains of the house of Peter and Andrew. So this is really, this is really, to me, this is really, really interesting. And from time to time, we may talk about other archaeological discoveries. There are some incredible stories connected with these discoveries. But so here is the place where Peter and Andrew probably were raised. And there's a good chance that their family went back generations at this town called Bethsaida, which probably wasn't as significant when they were there in terms of size as it was later when it was called Julius and uh, had grown into a significant city. And this is the place where you can just see them bringing their boats and tying them off for the night and um, uh, probably had a little dock there, I would imagine. And um, uh, Jesus comes by and sees them mending their nets and says, follow me. All of that happened very close to where Bethsaida is. Uh, And the, the man gets healed in Bethsaida. All of this where Peter and Andrew and Philip came from. And the uh, distance of Bethsaida from Capernaum is just uh, a very, very short distance. So this whole, this whole area, who knows what is going to be discovered next as they, um, as they continue. It's just been a few years ago that they discovered in the mud there of the Sea of Galilee. It wasn't deep, but it had been buried in the mud for 2,000 years. An actual fishing boat that probably was almost exactly, maybe exactly, like the ones that Peter and James and John and Andrew and Zebedee, the father of James and John, like they used uh, to fish on the Sea of Galilee. 
like Jesus stood in and taught. All of this is part and parcel of what's being dug up. What's going to come next? I'm just interested, very interested, when they go down to the Dead Sea, and somebody told me they've actually started digging where they believe Sodom and Gomorrah is. So stay tuned. We'll be working on that too before it's over. And thank you for being with us today and with us this week.